Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We just form a fucking wall. O'Neal deep on the post, lots of contact there. Oh, what a block by Wallace! What wow. a jump ball! He's down four, 12 8, 7 38 to play the first one. First from Rodney, stuck into the rim! Reggie inside for Andre, and a dynamite dunk! Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to the latest edition here of the Palace of Pistons podcast. Brendan Johnson and Aaron Johnson are with you today. We have a special guest on the podcast as well as we're still amidst the the national shutdown, the stay-at-home order, uh, if you will, here in the state of Michigan, but our special guest here today, a former strength and conditioning coach on the staff of the Detroit Pistons under head strength coach Arnie Kander, and currently the head physical preparation coach and assistant men's basketball coach at Madonna University in Livonia, Michigan. That is Larry Sanders. Larry, thanks so much for taking some time to join us today. How are you doing? Uh, good. No, thanks for having me. So, Larry, you know, obviously gave a brief introduction there of what you're currently doing and mentioned your, your work with the, the Pistons staff in the past. But how about you just give our listeners a little bit of a, a bio on, on what you do and a little bit about your career? Um, yeah. Uh, so, basically, I uh, started really kind of paying attention to basketball, uh, kind of to a set obsession kind of point. Uh, when I was pretty young and I uh, was kind of behind a pretty like athlete more than a player skill wise. So um, just in the process of, you know, trying to, to catch up, uh, which I felt like I did and then trying to make it to the next level kind of lit a fire uh, that, you know, paid off in a lot of different ways than I thought. So while I was trying to be a player um, really was working on, you know, recording, uh, studying tape, um, and reading everything I could about kind of movement and the movement that kind of recreated, um, you know, good basketball players and you know, why certain players were good at this and good at that. So um, once once I figured that out, uh, where I wasn't going to be the, the player, I was kind of put here to help the people uh, actually be players and help them grow. Um, I mean, that was, it was kind of a natural transition, especially with basketball and started working with baseball and, you know, I always been, you know, anything I could get my hands on, I was I was ready to play kind of sports and athletic wise. So, um, you know, that led me into actually got the job. Uh, once I got out of school, I was a personal trainer, but sports was really really my thing, and started working with Donna uh, University about 2006, um, and that led to Impact Basketball, uh, which actually turned out to be a really good time with Joel Bunisar, um we also had a connection with Madonna's old coach, uh, Coach Holowicki, kind of the legend there. Um, they had the lockout league. I got to go there and learn from their strength guys um, and his connection with the Pistons and uh, Chauncey Billups and Tayshawn. And all those kind of guys kind of led me uh, kind of some time with their head strength guys, Arnie Kander, um, and then kind of let go of the staff and, you know, called me if I would be interested to do an internship or being his assistant. Um, you know, they, I don't know, this career kind of takes you all over the place. You just kind of be ready to wait for a phone call. Um, then after that, you know, went to Spain, 
worked with Mike uh, Barwis over, over at his performance center, another high-level strength coach. Uh, was over there working with uh, paralysis patients. And, um, so kind of all over the spectrum. Um, yeah, pretty much uh, not really a straight line as far as career-wise. Sure, sure. A lot of different uh, great experiences and just a multitude uh, of both the college level, professional level in the United States and internationally as well. It's quite a tremendous story. Um, one of the guys you mentioned was Arnie Kander, of course, at one point in time for a long time, the head strength coach uh, for the Detroit Pistons. And and you still maintain a great relationship with Arnie. And of course, those that you know follow both Arnie or the podcast know that Arnie has created this uh, 22nd challenge, the step up 22nd challenge. Uh, if you want to just talk about your relationship with Arnie, uh, the the 22nd challenge and just kind of the purpose of that uh, and, and the importance of it. Um. Yeah, no, Arnie's been, uh, you know, a godsend for me because he, uh, he's seen something in me that, you know, I, I didn't really know I have. Uh, but, I mean, the first time I we met, I think we're supposed to do, I think it was like a courtesy, like half hour uh, for, for Joe Abunasar. And, uh, you know, I ended up that day, I think I spent four or five hours where helping uh, construct his, anybody that talks about his weight rooms are very, the most unique thing you've ever seen. Um, and so, he, you know, had me help him, you know, tape up some different things and work on the, the weight room. Uh, you know, on, on the way out, he's, you know, uh, said I had a great energy and hopefully we could work together someday. That's kind of what happened um, after the strike. And, uh, you know, really maintain after the Pistons let me go, you know, it was a big kind of assistant coach purge. Uh, so he, I mean, he wanted to keep me, but it wasn't really his choice. Uh, so we, he's been there for me as far as any kind of advice or, uh, kind of philosophies and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, he's been really great mentor to me. Um, and, you know, try to help me, uh, to other places too. So. I think the, the 22nd step challenge has really grown a lot. And from talking to both, you and Arnie, you guys have had this vision for it uh, since the beginning. And I know you mentioned to me, you know, the rest of the team that has really taken this off uh, along with you guys, um, Ben Watt, Evan, uh, among those guys that have really helped you guys with it. And you guys post a lot about it on, on Instagram specifically. But when you look at the growth that it's had, how in important has that been to you guys? I mean, does the impact it seems to be having – on so many people mean a lot to you guys? Well, yeah, that's, um, I mean, it, the evolution was kind of, um, you know, crazy cause Arnie st started getting on Instagram, um, and, you know, just sharing different things. Obviously he's, he's a master of a lot of things. Um, but we reconnected because I kind of re uh, reached out and I was studying, you know, a certain thing actually talks about quite a bit in fascia, which he's been studying for 30 years. So I've gotten to a certain point. I was, you know, working with a, you know, a lady, like a stroke victim. Um, so I was, you know, asking him questions about how I could use different fascia stuff and started talking about that. Um, and then he, he kind of went into, 
like when this the COVID thing happened, uh, you know, I kind of texted him and I was like, I was getting frustrated because I couldn't find out like really concrete information or, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, so I, I just texted him. I'm like, you know, Arnie <laughs> kind of influenced a lot of people. Um, and I, I'm not sure if that had anything to do with it, but he started posting about, you know, what to do, what to think about um, the activities and stretches. So basically just overall health. Um vitamins, all these different things that help the immune system. And I think he just ended up coming to a point where he's sending videos of what you guys are doing to stay strong. Um, and it's such a broad term. Um, I don't think it had the effect he wanted. So he, he went to the step up challenge, which he's used for years and years for pre-draft. And I, I, so the step challenge kind of accomplishes everything else he was trying to do. But it's, it's in one thing. Um, but what it turned into was a huge community thing. So, um, we, we've all been connected through Arnie, uh, Benoit, Evan. Um, and so we just kind of came together and, you know, let's, you know, Arnie wanted me to post some old pictures and the team building stuff. And, um, so I started doing that and it kind of built into the step challenge and then we started working together. And, uh, yeah, I think we're over, I just talked to him yesterday i think we're over a thousand um so it's turned into just some of this community um but overall i mean if you look at that like absolute effect it's immune system getting people out um just get getting moving um kind of everything that you know this virus could actually attack it kind of gives you a better chance of doing it but it's cool because you know it was a test for pro athlete yeah i think it's really really neat just how much of an impact it has had. And I mean, you know, you see former Pistons doing it. You see all these different people do it and it spreads to different families and different communities. I, I just think it's really, really cool. And, you know, Arnie obviously had such a legacy in Detroit just because of who he is and what he's done. Um, and now that he's back with the Pistons after being away from the franchise for a little bit of time, you know, how great is it to see him back with the team, even just as a consultant? How great is it for him to be back with Detroit? Well, the one thing with Arnie, that, that goes to the, you know, the 20, uh, 22nd challenge, too, is um, he's built up such a, a loyal, um, not like a friendship. Because he, he's always had, it's always about the player and the connection, you know, even the coaches. Um, but, you know, everybody that's met Arnie's kind of, you know, uh, kind of a friend right away. Um, so that, I think that's how he's pretty much served at the Pistons. Um, so he's really good at kind of just connecting people, you know, getting guys to buy in um, because they know he has their best interest. Um, but as far as like um, hands on, you know, he, he's helped a lot of players and, you know, throughout the history, he's known as the injury prevention and, 74 games in the same starting five. Um, so just him walking in, you know, he has a presence, uh, kind of a calm, like everything's going to be all right. Uh, and it's there's just what he kind of brings in, uh, kind of basically in everything he does, like even the step challenge. You know, we have 87-year-olds, uh, three-year-olds. Um, so it's just, I mean, kind of coming together as a big team and kind of doing something bigger than ourselves. Larry, to maybe bring some focus back to you as well. Obviously, you spent a couple of seasons 
in Detroit. Uh, maybe talk about some of the, uh, if you had any players, maybe specific players you really enjoyed working with in Detroit, uh, and, and maybe a couple favorite memories as well. A couple cool stories that maybe everybody wouldn't just hear on the average day. Um, yeah, yeah. I, you know, when you first walk in, you kind of get a little shell shock because I was out uh, impact in Vegas where you see a lot of guys and maybe you run them through some workouts, but you don't really get to get to know the guys. Um, and then when I got to Detroit, all of a sudden, you know, I found Wallace. Uh, you know, these guys that, you know, I've watched kind of throughout, um, I mean, my time, like Tayshaun Prince. And I've always been a, a pre-draft uh, kind of projection, that kind of buff price since I was young. So I'm like, wow, I, I, you think you know something about these guys, but then when you see them, it's a different thing. So, you know, it takes a little bit of a while. I mean, my boss is Joe Dumars. Um, you know, I had a poster of him when I was a kid. So a little bit different, you know. Um, we're on the plane. I hear, uh, you know, George Blaha's voice. And I'm like, gosh, I used to listen to him on the radio. So it kind of went from that to, okay, that's all great, but we have a job to do. Like Arnie always says, you can't really be entertained by a job. Uh, it's just it's the job and the performance because, you know, there's scoreboard at the end of the day. So um, the whole year was great. I mean, gosh, every time I try to list the players, um, it's just kind of amazing. You know, you get to see LeBron up close. And then with Arnie, every single, like, ex-player might come in our, you know, in our locker room just say hi, you know. Like, so uh, he has that kind of connection with people, and uh, he's, he's really giving. Uh, so he kind of built that relationship. So I was kind of privy to all those fringe uh, benefits um, but I would say probably experience wise just a lot of the team building stuff um, real powerful stuff from like St. Jude um, you know the team walked in we're not uh, you know at first we weren't real comfortable and then we realized the kids were just you know they wanted to call their they didn't know they were sick um, and play and all this kind of stuff and you know kids were coming up wanting me to sign like autographs so you know, I signed a couple with Kyle Singler's name and cause they, you know, the kids don't know. So at the end of the right. day, it just makes them happy. So, uh, you know, Kyle got a kick out of that. Um, and then, I mean, we went to Alcatraz, uh, ended up playing like a, a baseball game, I think maybe with a water bottle, something else. So, um, just a lot of things off the court. Um, obviously see people got like guys grow, you know, Brandon Knight was a rookie for me. Uh, Andre Drummond, um, you know, got to be in the war room, which is like a dream come true. Um, so yeah, it seemed like it's like not like a nonstop kind of, you know, is this real life kind of thing. Right. Well, so you talked about when you first got to Detroit and seeing some of these guys that you know you had watched throughout their career of Ben Wallace and Tayshawn Prince. And mm-hmm. a lot of your experience was in that, that pre-draft phase, early career phase. So what was that transition like to working with guys that were – there was the group of the younger guys, the Brandon Knights, the Andre Drummonds, mm-hmm. but then additionally working with those veterans, whether it's Tayshaun Prince or Ben Wallace, et cetera? Um, well, that's a pretty interesting um, kind of conversation because a lot of young guys will come in. Uh, you know, Brandon will come in, you see how laser focused he is. And, you know, uh, I think Coach Frank had it like 
throw the shoes off the bus one time in the summer just just to keep them from working um just nonstop, um just grind and then uh when andre uh drummond fell to us you know we didn't think we we're going he was going to fall that far um you know i, I think we're then gold state took harrison Barnes, and all of a sudden we have this kid and he comes in and you know you see all these things they say about people you realize they really don't know um they say he's like lethargic and doesn't work real hard and all that kind of stuff, but um, that's not what you see every day. You kind of see the approach and what guys buy in, because Arnie kind of lays it out for you. So, you know, you do these these things that he built. Um, you do the movement. You don't have to think about it because all the energy goes back to the court. Um, so he really simplifies everything. Um, so when you do get on the court, all that energy you basically just prepped it and stored it, so you can kind of play, which is you know, the idea. Um, but uh, just seeing the approach, right? Um, once we kicked in the season, uh, Ben Wallace, you know, we we'll call him, he had to spot him on the bench. Um, he'd do real basic stuff, um, not going heavy, nothing, but same thing all the time. Uh, Tayshawn was, you know, right on time all the time, same prep, same everything. But these guys have been groomed, right? So just if the guys kind of took their lessons, um, it really kind of paid off. And Larry, you know, I one other thing I wanted to ask you about was you spent some years, you know, not working with the Pistons, but you've worked with one of the best players in the league today in Kristaps Porzingis. You know, he's had a – before the season was, you know, postponed as it currently is, Kristaps was having a phenomenal year in Dallas uh, alongside Luka Doncic. And you worked back with him during his time with the New York Knicks and, uh, you know, probably before that as well. I, you've told me about uh, so much about Chris Stops and, and his situation there. And just talk about, you know, what it's been like to work with as talented of a player as Chris Stops is and, you know, what that experience has meant to you. Um, actually, I mean, it's, it's really kind of meant the world to me because, um, you know, professionally, a lot after I left, um, it was kind of, you know, Arnie's assistant pretty much everywhere, which I was, I was real, real happy to carry that one. But um, I had, I had just gotten married and got a call to help develop this guy um, that had pulled his name out of the draft. Um, so I watched some film on him. Originally I, I said, no, um, you know, got kind of circled back around and they called me again. And I said, yes, uh, and kind of moved to Spain the next, next week. And then, when I got out there, um, we're kind of the first, you know, American head coach, first American strength coach. Um, so a little bit different, um, but I'm always open to learning kind of about cultures. But then I meet Chris, and you could tell, like, development-wise, he he had it because his mentality was just, although very, I mean, funny as heck, um, impressions of everybody, every language, he uh, – you could tell he was just going to work, but you never know how he's going to transition to the NBA. But his skill level is so high. Uh, his learning is so high. I never question coaches. No ego to him. Um, and then, you know, he went to the Knicks. Um, and it's just transition. Uh, but but he was getting over it, and I think he was really hitting his stride until, you know, the ACL. Um, and so and then he called me back. So I, I, I think it was like three years. Um, kind of help rehab and 
gosh, I seen, I mean, we'd do two, three hours in the morning, uh, mid afternoon and then do recovery and stuff at night. You know, this guy was really living the 24 seven, you know, I had dietitian. We had, I mean, anything like no expense. Uh, my thing was, we're always trying to make them bulletproof. Um, I always wanted to try to get them the last contract, you know, so he's going to get contracts forever, but you know, I want him to be like walk out where he's not beat up at the end of his career. So, um, all that happened, a bunch of stuff in New York, this kid from, from Spain to New York, the amount of adversity, um, and things that he kind of overcame, um, you know, every, every corner, it seemed like there was some kind of hindrance that probably would have broke a lot of people, but he's got a great uh, support system. And then Dallas ended up being absolutely great fit because he already had a relationship with Luca. Um, and obviously the Dirk, you know, they kind of created this blueprint, you know, the last 20 years. So, um, he, I mean, he's really like Cuban. Cuban's really kind of got his back and, uh, I mean, loyalty and everything. So, yeah, Chris was just like getting his rhythm, getting his timing down, starting to play. Um, and then all this happened, but, um, I think he's, he's just going to keep expanding, keep growing. Um, almost he's not as, uh, like it is, uh, I don't know, explosive as Kevin Garnett, but I think the mentality and the personality, it, he has that kind of effect on the team because he, he's kind of intolerant of uh, kind of BS, right? So, um, but at the same time, he, you know, he can make you laugh and he's got the personality like that that kind of brings guys together. So, yeah, I'm really pumped. Uh, I think he's still just scratching the surface, which is, is pretty crazy. To bring things it's now to kind of the current day and obviously so many great experiences through the variety of things we've talked about. Talk a little bit about your role now being back at Madonna University. You mentioned when you were there in 2006 to 2012, um, you know, to now be back and in and, and the head preparation coach as well as the assistant coach with the men's basketball program. Talk a little bit about your role and maybe the effect that it's had on the program given well, the recent success that the, you know, the program's had over the last several years. Um, yeah, well, uh, coach, the head coach, Noel Hammondizer kind of gave, gave me my first chance kind of as an assistant coach. And, um, so when we, you know, one of our ties, coach Holowicki, you know, legendary coaches for the program and, um, you know, uh, used to run five-star camps, um, you know, with coaches Chuck Daly and Coach Kate, like, so he kind of came from that lineage. Um, and I actually worked a lot of his camps. And all, so it was kind of strange because, you know, we're different personalities, but we kind of have kind of uh, same goal in mind, kind of same same vision. Um, so that more or less the, the success of the program has, it hasn't taken care of themselves because the coaching staff, you know, really kind of buzz their tails trying to find – talent obviously we had a ton of talent this year last year but um that kind of has taken care of itself so my job is just kind of keep guys available um and gosh i i don't think and i don't remember guys missing any games this year um and that that's an effect that i didn't realize until you know uh noel was actually one of my references when i went to the pistons and 
you know, our starting five averages like 30, 32 like, minutes a game. Um, so that, that seems to be the trend, uh, the effect I have on teams. Um, but, yeah, it's just been great because, you know, Madonna just has a ton of great people, um, and they, they kind of let me do uh, what I need to do to take care of the guys. So I know the athletic training room has been great. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just kind of a family feel and kind of a team, uh, kind of team atmosphere. And they allow me to do whatever I need to do outside also because I still have uh, kind of outside uh, obligations as far as teams and other activities. Very good. Aaron, anything else that you would want to uh, to ask or follow up with here? Well, Larry, I think, you know, we've heard a lot about what you have done and, you know, w- what's on the horizon for you? What do you want to be doing? Uh, you know, whether it's, you know, what you're currently doing or hopefully when this pandemic is over, do you have any aspirations that you're hoping to accomplish? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as the NBA, um, I, I pretty much have kind of relationship now where, um, you know, a couple of teams I'd be coming in as uh, kind of a specialist. Uh, we, you know, spend a few days and uh, kind of work with um, kind of movement stuff, uh, prevention kind of stuff. Um, and then also the kind of draft prep for, you know, a couple of teams, just watch your film and kind of, you know, my advice, I don't know if they, how much they take it or not. Um, but just working that into uh, kind of projections for, for draft prospects. So um, kind of what I did, you know, with KP um, and we had two other draft picks from that team in Spain, which is kind of a first. Um, so, I, you know, that's kind of opened the door for me quite a bit. Um, so I do have that. Uh, that's pretty minimum. My biggest thing is just starting a lot of youth um, kind of athletic development, um, which we have like different ages, um, so through the elementary schools and so the biggest thing is just preventing injuries. I could, kind of was sick of, you know, seeing a person with an ACL, you know, treating them. Um, and then they have another ACL like eight months later and I, I just couldn't figure it out. And it just, um, it's going back to like, you know, very minimal phys ed, um, kind of unqualified coaches, um, too much playing, not as much, um, well, actually too much kind of competitive playing and not enough just play as far as changing directions, tag and all that kind of stuff. So kind of put together a, a youth program that we're trying to do with some school. Um, and that, that's a big one. Uh, it was really starting to get going, but you know, obviously with the situation right now, it's kind of on hold. Well, very good. Larry, we appreciate you taking the time here today just to kind of tell us your story about your experiences and uh, uh, and just taking this time. Uh, hopefully you and your family are all staying, staying well and staying safe. And hopefully everybody is staying strong as we're uh, through this right. pandemic. Um, yep. Of course, all of our listeners can uh, feel free to participate in the 22nd step up challenge. Uh, and I'm sure that Larry would love to see those. Artie Kander would love to see those. And, and us here at the Palace of Pistons would love to see those as well. Um, but, Larry, thank you again for, for taking the time and joining us here today. And, as always, appreciate your insight and conversation. Oh, no, thanks for having me, guys. And you guys, obviously, stay strong. Um, best of health to your family.
Absolutely. Well, thank you, Larry. And that's going to do it for us on this week's edition of the Palace of Pistons podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.